This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Elon Musk podcast. First, we will unpack the story of Grok, an artificial intelligence entity fashioned with a twist of character, infused with what many would call a rebellious streak. Grok emerges as a unique player in the AI arena, not merely for his technological prowess, but for his design inspiration, which harks back to the much-loved Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Elon Musk has thrown another interesting AI concept into the mix with Grok. This AI chatbot developed under Musk's new technical umbrella, XAI, steps out of the conventional bounds by flaunting an unconventional, sarcastic flair. Musk's recent tweets hinted Grok's capacity to offer not just any responses, but those laced with a hint of mischief and playful sarcasm. And the narrative around Grok is filled with anticipation and curiosity. The chatbot's abilities were teased on the social platform X with a post from Musk himself, showcasing a tongue-in-cheek response to an illegal quarry. Now, Musk has made it clear that Grok is in its nascent stages, with plans to make it accessible exclusively to premium subscribers of the X platform post-rigorous testing. The strategic rollout suggests a very careful approach to introducing Grok's unique persona to the world. Now, Grok stands out with its direct access to the X platform's users' posts, enabling a level of real-time interaction that other chatbots might not yet match. And the novelty of Grok lies in its core design, which promises to blend information processing with a little bit of humor. And as we look into the specifics of Grok, one thing is clear, that Grok aims to be more than just a digital assistant like ChatGPT or something like that. It aims to be a conversational companion, something that you can hang out with, and a kind of a character. The technology underpinning Grok is ambitious. And at the heart of Grok is a large language model known as Grok 1. It's G-R-O-K-1, an engine that drives the AI's ability to parse and respond to human input. And according to the development team at XAI, Grok 1 has demonstrated superior performance on certain cognitive benchmarks even outshining its predecessor, ChatGPT 3.5. We're up to 4.0 now in ChatBichi, by the way, and in areas such as mathematical problem solving. Despite these achievements, the team at XAI acknowledges that Grok is not the pinnacle of AI capabilities. It currently trails behind more advanced systems like GPT-4, which benefits from greater volumes of training data and computational resources. And nonetheless, Grok is being touted for its distinctive angle, the fusion of intellect with a layer of irreverent wit, as showcased by the recent demonstration on Musk's X-Platform profile. 
Now, the potential of Grok extends beyond mere playfulness. Its integration with X grants it a stream of dynamic user data, purportedly giving it an edge over competitors. And this data integration, as Musk highlighted through a comparative example, allows Grok to tap into a broader spectrum of up-to-the-minute information. And as Grok's early beta version undergoes user trials, the developments aim to define its capabilities. The chatbot is currently in prototype mode with access limited to a select group of users. And this phased approach reflects a commitment to quality and the anticipation of introducing new features that will expand Grok's conversational and analytical aptitude. Now, the vision behind XAI, Musk's freshly minted AI venture, is one that seeks to challenge the status quo of artificial intelligence development. And with Grok as its integral creation, XAI asserts its aim to unravel the complexities of the cosmos through AI, aligning with Musk's own philosophical inclinations towards cosmic exploration and understanding. Now, Grok is not just an AI. It's a litmus test for an approach that diverges from the current trend towards politically correct AI. That's in quotes, politically correct. It embodies a response to the critique that modern AI lacks diversity in thought and accessibility. The company's mission statement underscores its commitment to creating technology that serves individuals across the spectrum of ideologies and background. Now, Musk's recent discourse on AI reflects a dual sense of urgency, but also caution. And he's also championing the need for advanced AI. He remains vocal about the potential perils of unfettered AI development as well. Now, this dichotomy shapes the ethos of XAI which pledges to cultivate AI in a responsible and beneficial manner. Now, we're going to be looking at a little bit of off-topic, but still on the topic of Grok here. Musk's engagement on the X platform hints at a future where Tesla vehicles might incorporate a version of Grok to enhance their capabilities. Now, this symbiosis between Tesla's hardware and Grok's software could redefine the in-car user experience. It could give your car a personality. This potential integration aligns with Tesla's history of innovation in car technology, and Grok's incorporation can mean that Tesla vehicles would not only be self-driving, but also be able to engage with passengers in a manner akin to a human companion. And Musk's vision of an interactive vehicle is not far-fetched, given his propensity for pushing the boundaries of technological integration. And looking beyond Tesla, though, the possible applications of Grok in other realms, such as home automation and personal devices, are vast. The underlying technology could be tailored to different environments, creating a seamless, connected experience that infused with Grok's characteristic humor and savvy. And as Grok continues to develop, its roadmap suggests a trajectory that could influence a host of industries. And the implications of such technology on the way we interact with devices and machines are significant, prompting a rethinking of traditional interfaces and user experiences. Now, your curiosity and engagement drive the conversation forward here on the show. And we're thrilled to share these insightful journeys with you through the realm of tech and Elon Musk and now through Grok. And Grok represents a pretty large step forwards. Uh, towards the future where AI can offer more personalized and engaging experiences. It's think about Siri or your Google Assistant, but with a personality. That's what I see Grok in the future. It's a reflection of the playful human spirit. Next up to it, we are going to explore a significant shift in the EV market. The increasing adoption of Tesla's supercharger network by a growing roster of car brands. 
And as Tesla's proprietary charging technology becomes more accessible, we're poised to see a fundamental change in how EVs are powered on the go. Now, Tesla has created a vast network of superchargers, as we all know, that is now seen as an asset by other car manufacturers and a moneymaker for Tesla. Now, these other brands are slated to transition their EVs to be compatible with Tesla's technology in the near future. And this move signals a pretty big shift, promising to reduce range anxiety and streamline the user experience for EV drivers across the board. And at present, the world of EV charging is dominated by two different standards, the Combined Charging System, the CCS, and the North American Charging Standard, NACS, the latter being Tesla's format. The CCS system, utilized by a multitude of automakers, boasts high power charging capability, but the number of available charging points lags behind those equipped with NACS. And Tesla's chargers have set a pretty high bar for reliability, which is crucial as the EV market expands and the demand for dependable charging solutions intensifies. Many existing and potential EV owners grapple with the concern of finding available and functioning charging stations during their travels. It's this issue that Tesla's widespread and reliable supercharger network addresses. Tesla's willingness to open its network to other car makers could dramatically ease these worries, and in doing so, might accelerate the adoption of EVs by offering a more user-friendly charging infrastructure. Now, the move towards Tesla's supercharger network commenced with Ford's decision to tackle the subpar charging experiences reported by its customers. Other automakers like GM and Subaru have since followed suit, indicating a broad industry recognition of Tesla's network's value. And Tesla's strategy involves opening its network to these brands, potentially transforming its charging solutions division into a significant revenue stream. And meanwhile, automakers are eager to resolve their customers' charging concerns without investing heavily in developing their own infrastructures. However, this integration does not come without its complexities. Now, the Biden administration's infrastructure bill earmarks billions for expanding the EV charging network with a preference for the CCS standard, creating a potential clash with the auto industry's growing shift toward Tesla's NACS. Additionally, questions about the compatibility of non-Tesla vehicles with Tesla's chargers and the possible need for adapters remain at the forefront of customer concerns. And for EV owners, the details of how they will engage with Tesla's supercharger network are paramount. The timeline for integration is clear, though. Starting in 2024, adapters will become available. And from 2025 onwards, new EV models will come equipped with Tesla-compatible charging ports. This presents a purchasing consideration for consumers who must decide whether to invest in an EV now or wait for the more seamless charging experience promised in the near future. There's also the matter of cost. Using Tesla superchargers will likely incur a fee for non-Tesla drivers, and the price of necessary adapters may add to the upfront costs of owning an EV. And despite these financial considerations, the prospect of accessing Tesla's robust supercharger network is poised to be a strong selling point for EVs, providing a more unified and user-friendly charging experience. And as we approach this transition, um, the integration of Tesla's charging network across various car brands is more than an upgrade. It's a strategic move for Tesla towards a more interconnected and user-centric EV ecosystem. And Tesla is taking a large chunk of revenue for this in the future, I'm sure. Now, mainstream brands and luxury vehicles 
And this industry is coming to a solution that promises to alleviate one of the most significant barriers to EV adoption. The range anxiety that people feel if they want to leave their hometown. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And this shift stands to redefine the driving and charging experience for millions of EV owners but also serves as a step in advancing sustainable transportation. Up next, we're going to be talking about Neuralink and its quest to mesh the human brain with cutting-edge technology. Now, imagine having a gadget no bigger than a coin nestled comfortably in your skull, transforming your thoughts into commands for a digital device. Neuralink, founded by Musk in 2016, is pushing the envelope with the device that could revolutionize how we interact with technology and offer new hope for individuals with severe neurological conditions like Parkinson's disease. And the idea is to implant this device, which Musk has compared to a high-tech fitness tracker for your brain, into humans, starting with a select few to prove its safety and effectiveness. But it hasn't been all smooth sailing so far. There's a lot of enthusiasm right now. Yet also hurdles to overcome, from rigorous FDA processes to the sheer boldness of the operation itself. Now, this is an ambitious plan, and Elon Musk and Neuralink are going to push through this. And they have had thousands of people interested in this process. These are prospective patients, and the FDA recently gave it a green light to perform additional implant trials in 2024 without an evaluation period. Now, the company, Neuralink, uh, estimates that each implant surgery will be about $10,500, including exams, parts, and labor, and that it will charge insurers about $40,000, and it forecasts annual revenue as high as $100 million in about five years. Now, Neuralink says that it plans to perform 11 surgeries in 2024, 27 in 2025, and 79 in 2026. Then, in 2027, it's going to ramp up significantly to 499 surgeries. And then by 2030, 22,204 surgeries. And this is according to documents provided to investors. Now, Neuralink's vision is huge. A future where our thoughts could control the digital realm, where the barriers between the mind and machines are blurred. It's not just your cell phone in your hand anymore or in your pocket. Whatever you think happens on the screen. It's like something straight out of science fiction. Well, it's close to becoming someone's reality next year. And thousands have already raised their hands, ready to go, eager to be among the first to try out Neuralink's brain implant. The company's plan is huge. And the interest in Neuralink's project isn't just from potential patients, though. 
the entire tech and medical communities are keeping an eye on Neuralink. They want to invest and they want to make money. And after an initial setback with the FDA, they've been greenlit. And these human trials have sparked a mixture of excitement and caution. Neuralink held Neuralink has laid out its criteria for participants, specifically looking for individuals with severe mobility impairments. But it's not just about improving health, it's about pushing human potential as well for future patients. And the procedure to implant this device is as intricate as the tech that's inside of it. It's not just for the faint of heart. A piece of your skull is temporarily removed to allow a robot precise to a level that's hard to fathom to insert super thin threads into your brain. And these threads are the conduits through which the brain will communicate with the outside world. And when the surgery is complete, the device takes the place of the bone that was removed. It's high stakes, high precision, and this is an immense challenge that Neuralink is taking on. But there's more than technology and proficiency here. Musk's track record of pushing the envelope and smashing through the perceived ceiling, uh, Tesla and SpaceX, it's well known. Yet with Neuralink, the stakes are even higher. There's no room for the trial and error approach that's often possible in other tech ventures. Talking about the human brain, people's skulls, and there's a need for speed driven by competition and Musk's own sense of urgency, but they have to be absolutely precise with every single motion with this. Now, Musk's urgency isn't arbitrary, though. In the background, competitors are moving forward and moving fast, with companies like Synchron already conducting human trials. Musk is candid about the competitive pressure, stressing the need for Neuralink to move swiftly to stay in the game. It's a race against time and against the progress of AI, which Musk's believe could pose risks if not matched by advancements in human cognition. But this isn't just about keeping up. It's about leadership and vision in a field that's rapidly expanding. And Neuralink's goal isn't to just create another medical device. It's to leapfrog over decades of more cautious progress, to redefine the relationship between humans and technology. And the company has gained a level of attention and funding that's unprecedented for a human-computer interface venture, reshaping the entire industry's trajectory. Now, I'm going to do a little side note here. I don't think I'd be okay with this as some sort of device where I can communicate with another device. I'm okay using my phone right now, but think about it for a minute. Would you get a piece of your skull removed and an implant in your brain to just be more active on uh, social media or, you know, texting your friends without actually texting with your thumbs? Think about that for a moment. That's what this could offer people in the future. It could also benefit a lot of people uh, medically and could help them overcome physical challenges. So this is why it's going to be a great technology for those people. Now, Neuralink, it's promising and it goes beyond helping individuals with paralysis though, or other motor function impairments. The broader goal is to expand human capabilities and to unlock potential that's been the realm of fiction until now. And the potential applications are kind of crazy, from advanced communication possibilities for those who can't speak to new levels of interaction with the digital world. So if you can't speak and you have no way to communicate, but this device could allow you to speak with other people because you could still think and those thoughts of communication could come through and you could speak with other people, that seems like a potential game changer for those people. 
And the path to this future is paved with uh, these giant marvels. The implant itself is miniature and powerful. It's not just the brain, though. Neuralink is exploring spinal implants to restore movement. And this is going to be an overall approach for the company. It's not just going to be the one device. The vision is to move beyond simple tasks to more complex interactions. With Musk hinting at capabilities like telepathy or interaction with AI in unprecedented ways. So here we are, on the edge of a new era between humans and machines again. Sort of like what the cell phone did before. Neuralink's path is going to be challenging, but it's also lined with the promise of the future that could redefine what it means to be a human being. The potential for growth, for change, or something to kind of a new evolution for humans. It's all within reach now, and it's fascinating to me. And with that, I'm going to say thanks for tuning in to the show. We love diving into these stories, and I love sharing them with you. So please don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on your favorite podcast platform. It's totally free and takes just a moment. We are going to be talking about Cybertruck today. Tesla's Cybertruck is such an influential and incredibly different vehicle. And as the anticipation mounts for Tesla's first Cybertruck deliveries, a recent video leak has sparked conversation and speculation among electric vehicle enthusiasts. And the YouTube channel TFLev released a video containing what they claim to be Tesla insider information, leaked information regarding the Cybertruck specs. Now, notably, the leak includes a photograph of power outlets situated near the taillight, a feature previously undisclosed by Tesla. And the image in question, shared by TLev, uh, reveals three power outlets integrated into the vehicle a 220-volt outlet alongside two 110-volt outlets. This suggests that Tesla is positioning the Cybertruck not only as a transport solution, but also as a mobile power source for other devices, potentially including other vehicles or even home power systems. Now, this detail aligns with the interests of potential customers who have been keenly waiting for more information on the truck's capabilities, and we're going to get into the specs in just a moment, so please stay tuned. Now, in the leaked video, the TFLev hosts engage in a detailed comparison of the Cybertruck's supposed dimensions against those of competing electric vehicles such as the Rivian R1T, the Ford F-150 Lightning, and the Hummer EV. A point of particular interest in the Cybertruck's weight, which, according to the leak, appears to undercut some of its rivals. This could imply significant implications for efficiency and for performance of the Cybertruck. And the conversation also touches on the credibility of the leaked specifications and how they stack up against the sparse details previously mentioned by Elon Musk. And with the delivery event scheduled for November 30th, Tesla followers are hopeful that these leaked details will soon be confirmed or clarified by official sources. And following months of sporadic sightings and speculation, the Cybertruck has consistently maintained a presence in the public's imagination. And with a leak of what might be the first public images of the Cybertruck's power outlets, speculation has increased about the potential uses of these features. This new leak has Tesla enthusiasts and future owners speculating on the myriad of possibilities that such power capabilities can unlock, from construction site utility to emergency home power supply. And the revelation of this photo, allegedly received from an insider source directly from Tesla, adds further credence to Musk's vision for a versatile electric pickup truck. As early as 2018, Musk hinted at the inclusion of power outlets on the Cybertruck, 
They're all over regular trucks too, not just EVs right now. Uh, ice trucks have those as well. And this will allow it uh, the use of high power tools uh, without the need for an external generator. And this foresight emphasizes the practicality and forward-thinking design that Tesla aims to implement in its future Cybertrucks and other vehicles. And details on the specific capabilities of these power outlets remain uncertain. Although the TF Lev host suggests that the 220-volt outlet could be rated for 2KW, pending confirmation, the strategic placement and the concealment of those outlets indicate a thoughtful design aimed at maintaining the vehicle's sleek appearance while offering functional benefits. And the robust latch visible in the photo hints at a user-friendly and durable solution for accessing the power supply points. The power outlets are situated with a design that seems to blend utility with Tesla's signature futuristic aesthetics. When not in use, they're hidden behind a cover, pointing to a blend of functionality and design that Tesla is known for. The integration of these power outlets signifies a notable step towards Musk's vision of highly capable and self-sufficient electric pickup trucks. Now, as we approach the impending commencement of Cybertruck deliveries, the excitement is growing and we do have those specs for you. Let's get into them. These are, it's a little bit long, so please just bear with me here. Now, here's the dimensions. The overall length is 18.6 feet. The overall width with no mirrors is 79.9 inches. Overall height, 70.5 inches. And the wheelbase is 143 inches. And here's the weight in other ratings. Dual motor weight, 6,670 pounds. Tri-motor, 6,890 pounds. The tow rating is 11,000 pounds. That's really good. Max torque, 1,110 pounds. Bed length, 72.8 inches. Not too bad. Bed width, 51 inches. The frunk volume, the front trunk, 7.1 cubic feet. The weight capacity of the frunk is 420 pounds. The headroom in the front is 41.6 inches, and the headroom in the rear is 39 inches. Legroom, 41 inches in the front, and almost the same at 40.9 inches in the rear. Shoulder room, 63 inches in the front and 62 inches in the rear. Hip room, front and rear, 57.2 inches. And here's the outlets again, 110 volts. There's two of those and 220 volts. There's one of them. And those are both in the back. There's no front outlets that we know of at this point. With less than three weeks remaining until the Cybertruck starts reaching customers, the countdown to the real world application of these features is on. Observers, potential buyers like myself and industry experts are watching the next move from Tesla to see what they announce next. And we're preparing people for the reality that will be the Cybertruck driving along traditional ice trucks on the road. As we draw closer to this official launch, though, Tesla is expected to reveal more detailed information about the Cybertruck's configurations, the capabilities, and the role in its product lineup. Sticking with the electric vehicle topic, we're going to be taking a look at another EV company called NIO, they're a Chinese electric vehicle manufacturer, and how they're going to be trying to get into the U.S. market, kind of. Now, as we look at NIO's strategies and the hurdles that they face, particularly with the Inflation Reduction Act in the U.S., 
there's going to be an analysis of what it means for the overall EV industry, but also mainly about NEO. So NEO CEO for the US has set a target for the company to launch its first EV in the United States by 2025. Now, this plan is part of NEO's broader vision to expand into 25 countries and regions all over the world. However, NEO's approach differs significantly from other automakers. Instead of establishing local production facilities in the US, NEO intends to import its premium electric cars directly from China. Now, the strategy could be challenging due to the Inflation Reduction Act, which provides tax incentives to EV manufacturers domestically built right in the United States. And despite the outlined plans, there remains uncertainty around NEO's US market entry. And recently, Iyer suggested that the company is still debating the specifics of their American venture, particularly the timeline. The decision to build EVs in China and import them into new markets such as the US adds layers of complexity to their expansion strategy. It necessitates careful navigation of trade policies, market dynamics, and consumer preferences. NEO, already a prominent name in China's EV market, has successfully extended its reach into Europe. And the company is known not just for its electric vehicles, but also for leading the charge and battery swap technology. And NEO's foray into mobile phone technology indicates its ambition to offer a holistic, tech-centric experience to its customers. This diversification strategy is part of NEO's larger goal to establish itself as more than just a car manufacturer. However, the company's North American ambitions are still taking shape. And while the intention to enter the North American market is clear, the specifics, including the timeline and operational details, are still under discussion and much consideration. Now, NEO's expansion into new markets requires not just selling cars, but also building a support infrastructure, including showrooms, service centers, and perhaps even battery swap stations, as seen in its European territories. Now, the move into North America positions NEO in a highly competitive and regulated the move into North America positions NEO in a highly competitive and regulated market. And other Chinese manufacturers like Xpeng Motors and BYD have shown varying degrees of interest in the U.S. market, each adopting different angles. And NEO's decision to import vehicles to the U.S. might place it in a pricing disadvantage against local competitors like Tesla, which enjoy the benefits of tax incentives under the Inflation Reduction Act. And this act encourages EV manufacturers to build vehicles domestically by offering consumer tax credits for EVs made in the United States. Now, as a result, companies like Hyundai are investing in local manufacturing facilities to capitalize on these incentives. And NEO's approach of importing vehicles from China, where it's established a strong network of exclusive suppliers, presents a unique set of challenges, including higher tariffs and lack of eligibility for these tax credits. NEO's decision to continue manufacturing its EVs in China for the U.S. market stems from several considerations. Establishing manufacturing facilities in the U.S. is a costly endeavor, and NEO relies heavily on a network of Chinese suppliers who do not operate in the United States. And this reliance on Chinese suppliers is a significant factor in NEO's strategy, and as the company seeks to maintain its unique product offerings and quality standards of what they're used to. Now, however, this approach means that NEO's vehicles, particularly its high-end models, will not qualify for the U.S tax incentives as per the Inflation Reduction Act's current stipulations. This presents a significant hurdle for NEO, affecting the pricing and competitiveness of its vehicles in the U.S. market. And the company's CEO, Ayer, has emphasized the importance of maintaining their pricing strategy, 
suggesting that Neo will not compromise on price just to fit into the incentive brackets. Now, founded in 2014 and having launched its first EV in 2018, Neo has consistently focused on innovation, especially in battery technology and semiconductor systems. And the company's approach reflects a commitment to leading in the EV sector with cutting edge tech. However, adapting these technologies to different markets, each with unique consumer preferences and regulatory environments, is a very complex task. And Ayer acknowledges that the American EV market has different needs compared to China and Europe. And adjusting to these needs requires not only time, but also significant capital investment. And NEO's pass to the U.S. market, therefore, involves a careful balance between maintaining its technological edge and adapting to local market conditions. NEO's journey towards entering the U.S. market by 2025 encapsulates the challenges and opportunities faced by global EV manufacturers. And as the company navigates manufacturing decisions, supply chain complexities, and market dynamics, it'll be interesting to observe how NEO adapts and evolves in the competitive landscape. Now, I want to say thank you very much for listening to the show today. And if you are a fan or if you're new here, thank you so much for being here for a while or being new here. So thank you for tuning in. And if you like this show, please hit the subscribe or the follow button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now, because not only does it help me out, but you'll get all the latest news about Elon Musk and companies that are competing with him and also his companies. So thank you so much for doing that. Now that's it for today, everybody. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you tomorrow.